you have a right to a welcome from System Mastery. Anything we say can and will be hilarious or at least stupid in a court of law. You have a right to the title of the book, which is Crime Scene, Police Investigation. If you cannot afford our Patreon, an ad for health insurance will be provided for you. Do you understand the rights I have just read to you? With these rights in mind, do you wish to listen to System Mastery? John, before we get started today, first of all, I'm Jeff. That's John. Welcome, everybody. Mm. But before we get started, we're going to do a couple of announcement masteries. That's right. Announcement masteries. The mm. the thing where you can pay us and we read a thing for you. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, exactly how these work, unless we feel like just giving you one for free, which could happen. You never know. You never Don't know. Don't check, though. If you, you check. You can't know. If you check, it's no. <laughs> you can't know. And if you do know, you don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And if you think you know... Then you know. Wait, no, that's Wait, not hold it. Hold on. Let's just do them really quick here. Great. We have two of them this week. That's fine because we have a thin slip of a book to deal with, so we have time to burn. That's right. You want to go first? Sure thing. Fire away. Love to go first because what I'm talking about is solo but not alone four. Four. God. If you have been listening to our podcast for the last few years, you know that we have we've done ads for solo but not alone for the past few years. Uh-huh. And it is a charity that is near and dear to my heart because it is for depression, a thing that I struggle with. That is true. Uh, it is a bundle that you can buy. Uh, it is a 124 single-player capable TTRPGs. Jeez, that's a lot of games. It is a ton of games. Yeah. If you just go to itch.io and look for Solo But Not Alone 4, you can find that. It is running right now. Uh, it goes through March 9th, 2024, if you're listening to this way in the future. Mm -hmm. uh, it's only $10, and all of the profits go to Take This, which is a uh, charity that helps and gives a lot of resources and uh, the ability to help people with depression, give mental health. Uh, mental illness resources. So, all very, very important. It's awesome. And, you know, even if you don't give a single shit about people who struggle with depression, getting 124 games for $10 is rad as hell. $10? 10 for 124 games? 10 American dollars. That's only like $12 a game, John. It's wild. Wait, hold on. I think I might have done my math. It's only $120 a game. <laughs> That's right. And then $10, all of them. That is so that's amazing. an amazing savings. Normally, all of them are $120 a piece. That's right. And you get all of them for 10 the, Oh, my gosh. You would, <laughs> you would be crazy to pass up on that deal uh, to help people who suffer from struggling or, or struggle with uh, depression. Yeah. What a, what a great opportunity to help folks. So tons of different uh, games in there. The bundle includes a spreadsheet, so you can just look up you know, genre tags, if any have content warnings, anything like that, just little summaries. So, you know, 124 is a lot of games to get. And so if you want to just find something real quick because you want to play something, it also comes with great resources built right in wow. in order to get right into it. That is fantastic. Where can people find this? Uh, on itch.io, look for solo but not alone for... Uh, big thanks to Cat McDonald for organizing this whole thing. Absolutely. And, uh, big thanks to Take This for supporting people with any sort of mental illness and depression. So, love that. Go support it. It's a great deal. 
Thank you so much. Great. And I'm going to do one real quick here as well. Knight Remastered is a rules-light storytelling and role-playing game about knights in the tradition of Arthurian romance. Mm. That's that kind of romance where you mostly fall in love with like the queen that's already married to some other dude, but yeah. it's like you sing to her about how... how no, that's that's Lancelot romance. Yeah, Arthurian romance is when you get cucked. Oh, oh, sorry. Okay. I don't want to say that. That, sounds, that makes the game sound bad. <laughs> Um, it is inspired by Welsh myths, a once and future king, the many legends of King Arthur, and other ro- tales of romantic chivalry and chivalrous ribaldry. In this game, you play a knight, though what sort of knight is up to you. Perhaps you are a valorous tourney knight, a master hunter, or a master of occult lore. Perhaps you are honorable to a fault, or a base churl, willing to do whatever is needed for the greater good. Perhaps you are the dark knight. Mm-hmm. You are vengeance. Yeah. Perhaps you are Bordello of Blood. <laughs> Wait, no, that, that's the other one. The other one's got a knight in it. Demon yeah, Knight. Perhaps, perhaps you are a demon knight. <laughs> I get those confused. <laughs> to the point where I think they both have knight in the title. Uh, I'm sorry. You have a house, a fief, and a family who support you, but you have dreams and ambitions and stories of your own that affect you. Whoever you create, your knight is a part of Avalon, a fantastic land of magic and myth. You may slay monsters, drive back raiders, uncover sinister plots, woo a person on behalf of another to ensure an alliance. Yeah, you could Ric Flair them. Or die in a duel with your true love. Oh, oh, I don't want my true love to kill me in a duel. (laughs) (laughs) Well, someone's got to. Well, that's true. Someone has to kill you. You can't die in your sleep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, What binds your knights together is a symbol of hope, the High Queen... Uh, I, Kaya, uh, Kalia Penyu in a land beset by, e- sorry, that's, that's written in very Welsh English. <laughs> that's very I'm Welsh. I'm doing my best. I, I forget double L's I think are pronounced as W's. Eh. I think everything in Welsh is pronounced as W's. <laughs> I'm pretty sure everything in Welsh is pronounced however the Welsh say it is. Yeah. When they feel like it. In a land beset by evils, both large and small, will you be the knights that save Avalon? The no. game is designed. <laughs> Stop it. We're trying to advertise. Hey. This game is designed to welcome any who wish to strap on armor and fight for glory. There are no limitations in the setting or lore, with many types of faith, ideals, sexuality, and gender able to work within the setting. Finally and importantly, your first character is not your last. This is a game of dynasty. And as your knights age, retire, or die uh, in duels with their true loves, you will take on the mantle of the next heir of the house. After you have played three generations through, the campaign is over. Uh, let's see. Finally, your first character... Oh, sorry, that part gets written twice. My bad. Knights is a simple, modern system that combines elements of Into the Odd with storytelling principles from Powered by the Apocalypse and Forged in the Dark games. The rules are designed to be simple, fast, and require no referencing in play, focusing on player co- collaboration and narrative input. There's a Kickstarter pre-launch page to sign up to right now, and if interested, you can find the older edition on DriveThruRPG. Once again, that is Knight Remastered, available right now on Kickstarter. I will put a link up on Twitter and on our website. Knight Remastered. Mm-hmm. So thank you so much. Uh, Please consider checking out the fine products we endorse. They do a great job in picking advertisers in that they pick us. Indeed. Mm -hmm. You can already tell that these people are brilliant because they've paid us. Right. Speaking of, (laughs) brilliant.org. Speaking of, me undies. (laughs) Those me undies. Me so undies. The undies are delicious at me undies. (laughs) At Factor, we'll deliver undies for you to eat. (laughs) Thank you so much. We'll see you again on the other side of the music. Have a good one. John, welcome back. We are now ready to officially start in full capacity as System Mastery. It's our first episode ever. 
I hope you're excited. We're starting. <laughs> ah, it's I, it's my first episode. I I hope it's yours. It's it's my first episode too. I've never done anything like this before. I should just sit on the couch right there. Is that? Uh, see, I was I'm really I was excited to be a star model. tours. <laughs> I was not. Yeah, I mean, I I could. We be. went to very different places. We don't have to have <laughs> star tours. What are you doing here? And can you make it a little sexier? <laughs> I could have Teak and Lando explain how to loosen my seatbelt. <laughs> That's right. I, I don't remember Star Tours especially well because I haven't been on it since I was a little kid. But I do remember the pre-flight safety commercial in which Teak the Flash Rabbit and Lando Calrissian explained how to buckle your safety belts. Oh, yeah. There's, I don't remember what it is. There's some, like, little, like, warning, or not warning, but just, like, notification sound that sounds exactly like the I'm about to say some shit during Star Tours. It's like, doom, doom. When you are on Star Tours, mm-hmm. be sure to get your dick out. And like, that's, <laughs> yeah. you know, the classic Star Tours thing that they say. All right, well, watch, I don't know, Clips for Sale for This Ain't Star Tours coming soon to a the- <laughs> to uh, Clips for Sale near you. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, we are going to be talking to, first of all, how are you? I'm doing fine. You know what I, I could use, though? What's that? What would be great for me be great in for my you? life What'd be great? right now yeah? is a beverage. Oh, sure. It would be I'll amazing. Get, I'll get you one while you're telling everybody uh, about the name of the book and everything. I'll turn around and find one for you. So this time around, we are doing crime scene police investigation. Now, there are several crime scene books. Uh, we are doing the police investigation, but there are a lot of other ones, some very, you know, similar to this, because police investigation is very much someone looked up a lot of information and did a lot of research into the police. Yeah. And then incidentally also put some rules in there, I guess. Yeah, it is. uh, It's one of those. But strap in. It also has like, oh, you can get crime scene, the feds or crime scene sheriff's office or whatever. And then they also have ones that are like, anyway, we also included crime scene, supernatural, in case you want to be like wolf cop. That sounds pretty rad, actually, the supernatural one. I mean, it'd be something. Yeah, at least there would be something there, because honestly, this entire book is just a manual about cop stuff. And then in the middle, like sandwiched right in the middle of it, they're like, oh, I, I guess you need rules. Um... Here's some Fuck, classes. You can be a cop yeah. or a trooper. Fuck, here you go, man. Yeah. I'm not even going to give you 20 levels worth of shit because I don't care. It is interesting. There are... Okay, so to set some some uh, bones on the table here, which is a common phrase that we all know and understand. <laughs> yeah, here at Star Tours, we set the bones on the table. <laughs> <laughs> do, now, let, do. now let this rabbit explain how to put that seatbelt on. <laughs> oh. I just want to figure out when this is from, but this is OGL. Oh, yeah. This uh, is a 3.5... D20, open game license. I'm not even sure if it's 3.5. I think this might be pre-3.5. The, this, might, this might be 3.0. Oeuvre. So, uh... I will say this. Please do. Please say something. Normally, when we go and get one of these D20 books... Yeah. It is almost invariably either one of two things, which is just shovelware that someone has thrown out the door with no give a fucks Mm -hmm. and trying to get some shelf space. Or it's someone who is doing a conversion of a game that they already have but want to try and make any money off of. Yes. And so convert it to D20. Whereas this feels like someone was just doing a, like, report and then went, 
I could put rules in there. Yeah, that really is what it feels like. It feels like someone was tasked with writing up a basic understanding of how the police operate uh, as of like around 2000. And then when they were done, they're like, well, I've got about 40 pages of boring procedural details about how cops operate. Uh, largely pro-cop almost all the, all the way through it. how they um, And I might as well get paid for this, but no one wants to buy just a short book report about cops. So I'll put in DC-20 occasionally in parentheses, and I'll call it a day. Yeah. It just, you know, constantly is like, ah, when the police show up to a crime scene, they will need to make sure that it is not contaminated. And go on for like a page and then be like, and if you get fingerprints, it's dc 15 moving on anyway so when you go to deal with a courtroom and you're like what is any of this yeah what i what i find most amusing and i feel bad for even saying it because what else are we going to talk about after that is all the times when they mention something about how easy it is for a scene to get contaminated or for a perp to get away because you don't do the proper miranda rights or something yeah they will end those paragraphs by saying by the way it is not a good use of your campaign time to trick your players by having them uh, like forget to say they they uh case the room correctly it is assumed they are professionals and they will yeah and i'm always like oh so they just what, what what do you do then? What, what? I mean, that's mostly just a, oh, don't be like, you didn't say you read Miranda Wright, so you didn't. Yeah. Be like, no, I assume you did that. And you don't go like, oh, you didn't ask for a roll to case the room properly. You just go, hey, man, while you're casing the room, make a roll. Yeah. Yeah. I just found it amusing that they were like, well, we better cut off any possibly av- avenue that this might lead to gameplay accidentally. Anytime they're like, by the way, this wouldn't be interesting, so don't run this part of the game. Is Paperwork. Here's th- five pages on paperwork. Paperwork would not make it for an interesting game. And I'm like, then what is it doing here? Well, I had already written it for my report yes. that I gave to my high school teacher, yeah. and so I decided to put it into this. Yeah. And like, it's it's weird because it also has that, like, you know, oh, the good information of, like, don't try and gotcha your players of, like, haha, you didn't do a thing, and now you're fucked. Because the book is like, this is not cinematic police. No, it is. We are not doing Die Hard here. This is not Lethal Weapon. This is, you're a beat cop, and you are going to pull someone over and be like, hi, I need to talk to you about a disturbance. Yeah. The uh, degree to which they don't want you to use this to run a police movie is pretty impressive. Like, they have all these sections that are just like, oh, how does jurisdiction work? And then it'll start out by saying, like, hey, you know, you often watch in movies when an FBI guy starts yelling at a cop about who has jurisdiction over this this scene. Like, oh, this is my case and you're off it. Uh, I'm going to call your your uh, supervisor. That kind of shit actually never happens. Uh, instead, everyone is fully up to speed on who has jurisdiction over what, because that's the way police have operated for hundreds of years. And so when they meet each other, they will just kind of defer to whoever is supposed to be in charge and it'll all be fine. Thank you. Yeah. You're like, but that's interesting though. And the other thing is that, I mean, again, and tempered by the fact that he goes also, if your players are doing something and it would possibly be like, Oh, you know, this might be someone else's jurisdiction. Don't do that yeah. because that's fucking terrible to be like. Oh, I know you're investigating a thing, and I'm finally allowing you to do anything remotely interesting. Yeah. Uh, but that's for the FBI, and you're done. You should probably go back to, uh, I don't know, doing your beat. Like, the at least the book goes, hey, man, don't just, like, dangle a toy in front of your players <laughs> and be like, ha-ha, and you can't have it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's an impressively short book, given how much nothing it packs in. There are some special D20 rules, but they they belie a misunderstanding of what 3rd edition D&D in the OGL toolkit would allow. 
that is crazy to me, uh, given that, you know, it's like we were saying, it feels very much like someone wrote a cop report and then was like, how do I make this into something I can get paid for? I know I'll make it a D and D like the kids like, <laughs> um, but they don't seem to quite understand what D and D is or how you would play it. Like there's a part, I don't know if you noticed this, but there are like five classes in this game, right? <laughs> no, I did not notice that you there were five, five classes. classes. No, no, no. I'm, I'm just, I'm just setting up. You're just going to agree with me on that part. But, uh-huh, the next uh-huh, bit. Uh-huh, but then when you get to the uh-huh, back uh-huh, of the book, uh-huh, uh-huh. there are two more classes. Yes. And I was like, oh, this is where they're going to put prestige classes. Cause that's an OGL thing. Like they have SWAT officer. And I think sheriff are both back there. And given that sheriff's deputy and regular police officer are regular classes, I was like, okay you can take a couple levels of sheriff's deputy and then get elected sheriff and take this prestige class. No, they're just two more classes. Yeah. They just put them back there because they're like, here's some extra shit if you want some extra shit. And they put them in the GM section. Yeah. Because they're like, oh, your players probably shouldn't be one of these to start with. And I mean, part of me gets that because if you've got one player who's like, I'm the sheriff, and you're out there, and where's the caveman? If you've got one character being the sheriff and like everyone else like, and I'm a state trooper, like, oh, well, you don't fucking do anything together. Yeah. And if one person's like, I'm SWAT, I don't get called in for almost anything, and someone else is a beat cop, you don't have any interactions. Yeah. But if you get to the point where you're like, oh, you're all, you know, various troopers and deputies and cops, but you all get promoted, and now you're all on SWAT, like, that's the kind of thing I could see it going to. I'm like, We're all right, never- you're all level six, and now you take a level in SWAT. <laughs> that's like having an army guy get promoted to being the captain of a boat. It doesn't It doesn't happen. It doesn't work that way, um, especially with the sheriff deputy or the criminal psychologist, which is another funny class. Where oh, like, no. That one, you're very much like, oh, yeah, that's, that's not going to be promoted to any of these. I don't even know why it's in here. Like, you can tell they barely know why it's in there. Like, they straight up recommend you maybe don't play as this one. You're only going to be playing in major jurisdictions where there would even be a criminal psychologist. And even if you are one, yeah, technically you're like a little bit of a cop, but you're not going on busts or anything and you don't carry a firearm and you don't have any of the skills that the other people do and you stay in your office. Yeah, it's it's wild because out of the five classes, you've got one of them is a psychologist mm-hmm. and the other one that doesn't really do anything is the crime scene investigator, which you're like. Oh, yeah, you're you're the person who shows up and collects evidence and goes back to your lab. Yes, and it's done, it like we mentioned earlier, in a very realistic style. So if you're a crime scene investigator, you're not also a police officer who handles the entire case and you solve the entire crime by standing in the room and closing your eyes and imagining. Yeah, this is not like you go to a crime scene, tell a pun, and then the who starts playing. Yeah. This is... Oh, you go to a crime scene and you pick up like 27 discrete little bits and then you go to a lab and fuck with it for days. Exactly. And you have one job. You're in there just looking at hair all fucking day. You're not completely taking over the entire case and you go stand in the in the perfectly bloody room and have a, I don't know, close your eyes and do a beautiful mind Dexter montage. <laughs> you're not like, well, the splatter was at this angle. Mm. Which you're like, no, dude, I'm sitting behind a desk and going, all right, run, run program. Left. All right. Okay, let's check. Hold on. Checking left, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, wait. Uh, which one is this again? I'm doing 45 cases today because all I do is check hair. <laughs> hey, did we get case 27 or is this 28? Yeah. That's what you're playing, which is wild. They, they do let you, they still like, you are a cop. You went through basic training. You carry a firearm and you can, you can arrest people and stuff like that for fun. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you are a cop. You can arrest people for fun. That is a thing you can do. Yeah, but uh, but for the most part, your job is to very carefully pick up evidence and unplug computers and make sure that everything is handled by the book and appropriately. And that, I mean, at least 
in a couple of the scenarios they have in there, I'm like, all right. They talk about like, oh, if you're a crime scene investigator and you're in a small local area and you're like, I'm the one guy who does this. I'm not yeah. in like L.A. or New York. I'm in some town that is just large enough to have a lab. Mm-hmm. And you're like, then you're in a town that is small enough that you actually probably do have to go out and do shit, too, because they're like, we don't have enough like ridiculous crime scene stuff that we need you studying hair all day yeah you actually do need to go out and patrol but we do have you do lab stuff when we need it yeah honestly it'd be way better to play this game in like the 30s or 40s based on that old john mulaney routine about what crime scene investigation was like in the 40s where they're just like (laughs) we found this pool of blood hmm gross (laughs) (laughs) yeah but uh but yeah it's uh there are as we mentioned prior there are five primary classes the other two they don't specifically say that, I mean, they mentioned that sheriff is an elected position, and therefore it would be difficult for all the players to be sheriffs because they'd have to be of different counties. Yeah. Uh, but otherwise, they're just like, here's the GM section. Bonus content. Here's two more classes you could use. Yeah. <laughs> but the classes are cop, which feels weird, uh-huh. um, largely because that's you know what you are in all of these, sort of. Uh, crime scene investigator, criminal psychologist, deputy... And uh, was trooper. Last, tr- trooper. Okay, I was, I was a detective or something, but no, that's. Oh no, it a, is detective. Yeah, you do have detective as one of them. Yes. Um. So, and each one of them works like a standard. I think it's ten level. Yeah. Uh, Three point them are ten levels. Uh, they all get a base attack bonus. There, I think there's only one class in the game, and it's one of the bonus classes that gets the fighter level of base attack bonus progression. Everyone else is worse. Yeah. Uh. I think the best baseline one you can get is just cop. Yes. And after that, SWAT gets a standard fighter one per level progression. Yeah. But they also all get a defense progression because obviously it's a modern setting. So uh, people aren't running around in shields. full plate. Yeah. So you, there are there is armor. You can wear ballistics and so on. My very favorite thing from that, which you pointed out, and then I was like, that can't be true, and then <laughs> found it, it and went, oh. No, all right. <laughs> yes. One of the ballistic armor pieces has no armor bonus, but a penalty to your max dex and your move, spe- move speed. Yeah. If you, you go- wanted to just wear a heavy thing for no reason. You go into the equipment section. I was like, oh, here's all the armor you can wear. And there's all the different types of like, here's ball- ballistic vests and uh, riot gear and all that. But one of them is a light concealed vest, which is the sort of standard operating thing of like, oh, I'm in a like police uniform. It's underneath my shirt. Yeah. And... It is an AC bonus of nothing, uh-huh. but then gives you a max four uh, dexterity and a minus one penalty to whatever you're doing. Yeah. So it is just put on a vest for no reason except you're worse. It's weight training. It's so you can it's so you can be Rock Lee. You take but it off you, right before you get into a real police fight. If you have the uh, ballistic armor feet so that you can actually have the proficiency in it, then it halves the penalty down to rounding down to zero. So then it is just a cap on how much dexterity you can use. Yeah. And that is the only thing it does. Uh-huh. <laughs> which is amazing that that would be in this book. I mean, I spent... The pay, the book's not big enough for this to have wasted this much of my time, but I spent like a couple minutes flipping pages back and forth to see if I can find like a list of the armors to find out, oh, it's at least Kevlar. It will have the damage of a first bullet that hits you or something. Oh yeah, I was waiting for there to be something in there where it was like, oh sure, it probably doesn't give you an AC bonus, but it's like, oh this, if you get shot like once or twice, it will, you know, like take the damage down by 
a D6 or halved or yeah, whatever. Yeah, it reduces the die size, something, and then it isn't useful anymore because Kevlar shatters on impact when it gets hit the first time. So, so it would have something like that. But no, it doesn't. It just gives you penalties and no bonuses of any kind if you want. It is wild. Yeah. I have no idea how they managed to put that in there. And it just reinforces the idea of, I don't give a fuck about RPG rules. Yeah. This is a book about cops. Yeah. I mean, like we were saying, a, a lot of this book, you're just sitting there reading. And there's a big section on the NCIC crime computer, right? Where it's just like, hey, this is a big crime database that, that you can use to look up like the basic information about anyone who's already been registered in it and fingerprint data, yeah. that kind of thing. Uh, goes on and on about how it works and how it used to be that car- that police precincts used to charge each other to access data from their precinct, but now there's a new law that says you can't do that anymore, blah, blah, blah. And then finally, at the very end, after you've read about a page and a half of content about how the NCIC works, it ends with a sentence that's like, just so you know, anyone who researches this is logged, which means that when you look up information on it, they look up that you looked up information on it. But it is a DC-20 computer check for someone to know that that's the case. Uh. And I'm like, wouldn't the first time that someone realizes that they just go tell all their fucking pig buddies? Yeah, they'd be like, uh, "Don't don't look that look shit up on that thing." Uh, if you're looking up shit that's for your your illegal cop du- duties or your oh, your yeah. dirty cop shit that you're doing, because uh, they'll they'll track it to you. Instead of being like, "No one can ever speak of this. People must discover it their own via computer knowledge." No, that the fact that you writing this fucking D and D supplement book know that means literally every cop knows that. Yeah. And the fact that when I read it, I wasn't like, oh shit, they log usage on the NCIC database? I would have been like, honestly, I feel like they probably mandated that via some union bullshit probably around 2002. Oh. Where they're like, not anymore. Now you can look up whatever dirty information you want. Look up all the information on your ex-wife and where she is right now. Uh-huh. Because, <laughs> uh, cause, damn it, our boys in blue deserve it. <laughs> uh, you know, or at least like 40% of them. <laughs> Google 40% of cops to learn more. <laughs> The one of the beginning things in this that I just remembered and did not want to go past is when it is talking about like, oh, this is a book about real life cop information. And there's a little bit of, you know, drama sprinkled in from the TVs and movies and whatnot. But if you're reading this in order to get a better idea of what cops are like, good job. But if you're reading this to get better at doing crimes, that's a problem. And I'm like, what? I'm, Please what? tell me there's someone who did that at some point. Who is like, God, I need, a, I need to figure out how to do this heist. How the fuck do I get away with these crimes? Wait a minute. Crime scene, huh? Hey, I got me an idea. <laughs> You've just described the plot of Wilson Fisk year one. <laughs> Wilson Fisk just sitting there like, how do I get Vanessa to notice me? I know, an RPG. I want to become the ultimate crime boss. But I'm worried that if I just Google things at random in the NCIC database, I'll be fine. If I Google them in the NCIC database. I use Google as a verb for looking things up. You, I'm an American, damn it. God damn it. <laughs> I cried at 9-11. <laughs> I cried right next to Dr. Doom at 9-11. <laughs> Who was also crying, but mostly because he wanted to destroy those towers. Oh, man. (laughs) God, I love that picture of just, like, Fisk makes sense, but having Doctor Doom and Magneto crying over 9-11 is like, my man, you have fucked up. I mean, I feel like Magneto should maybe not cry, but at least understand the the magnitude of what he's seeing. Like he's like a he's a victim of 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 another massive series of de- of 
human depravity and death. Like, sure, I know he's become ultra-radicalized for mutants, but to still see that kind of thing, he's got to be like, man, this is this is messed up. But Doctor Doom? No, Doctor Doom fully gives no fucks. Doctor Doom should be standing on the wreckage being like, this would never happen in Doom's Latveria. <laughs> this is why all planes from Latveria are piloted by Doom bots, impervious to people taking them over. Yeah. But, and also the art for that, that weird panel is also hilariously bad, and it's just always been an amazing source of, of fun. God bless. Yes. Uh, never forget. <laughs> never, ever. Forget <laughs> that issue. <laughs> uh, but yeah, just don't use this book for crime, everybody, okay? I love that. I love that they thought that, that they were like, oh, someone's going to use my game to figure out crimes. Because anything that's in an RPG book teaches you how to do it for real. I know that because I learned how to be a witch from D&D. It's also why they, they eventually realized they had to, make, in that Pathfinder game, they had to make it a feat to be able to uh, pick a weapon back up into your hand with a weapon cord because someone tried it in their yard and it was impossible. They took a mouse and they tried to pull it back up into their hand via the mouse cable and they only got it right one time in three. That's how they know that's actually not possible for fighters to do that. That would be difficult for a trained <laughs> fighter. Especially one who's like a superhero who constantly fights Rust monsters and bugbears. <laughs> yep. They can't do things that I can't do. <sighs> Role-playing games, my oh, man. boy. So the classes, we've already briefly mentioned them. The only other stuff about this game that's new are the skill system. Uh, there are some new skills. Well, sk- not the skill there's system. Some new, there's some new skills. Yes. Is that a little better? Yeah. A lot of them are just the same thing as a skill that was in D&D, but for cops now. Yes. And they didn't get rid of the old one. So you no. have like diplomacy and intimidation in there still, but then you also have interrogation or police interrogation and interrogation. An interview. Yeah. And, uh, what, like research. And there's like another one of just talking to people. They put like three different talk to people skills as a cop. There's interview. Yeah. There's yeah. interview and police research. interrogation and research. Yeah. Yeah. And they left, but they still left in stuff like diplomacy uh, there's also counseling now. Oh, yes, and counseling. That was the other one. Yeah, but most of them just do the same stuff. The difference being that, like, it, they, the only one of them really has any kind of strong mechanical difference, which is interrogation versus police interrogation. Police interrogation is you're you're following the official rules of police interrogation. So you're still using all those, like, shitty, depra- uh, depraved tactics that real police, because they mention all of them, and they, they, they set them all up as, like, good things you could do. Well, they're all like, oh, here are things that will not fuck you over as yeah. a cop. And then they go, and here are the couple things where if you do them, it will make anything you get inadmissible. Sort of. what they Because they start by saying, like, all right, here's a list of things that cops routinely do that are fine. You can control their access to food and coffee and cigarettes. If, they're, if they haven't requested their lawyer, you don't have to give them their lawyer, even if their lawyer is standing outside asking to speak with them. Turn the lights on and off at random. Move them so they're not facing the door. That's That freaks them out. All kinds of these random enhanced interrogation tactics, these are all fine. And then they go, that's police interrogation. You roll that. You can also, if you wish, roll regular interrogation. Intimidation. But if, I'm sorry, intimidation. But if you do that, then it's inadmissible in court. And I'm like, but that that's defining what inter- the intimidation skill is. Like, yeah. you, you, if you can still do intimidation and, and say like, oh, but when I'm doing it, I don't like ram his head into the wall. I just kind of threaten him a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I'm intimidating, yeah. but I'm not like physically hitting him or anything. That yeah. would be combat. Yeah, it's like they just try, they were like, well, what are some skills we could put into this book so it counts as an RPG? Well, cops interrogate people. Put that in there. There's an intimidation skill. Say if they use the intimidation skill, they lose the bust. 
Yeah, but you can still use intimidation. But mostly, the book is like, oh, you use this if you're talking to an informant. Yeah, you so if you're not street. like, oh, I need a actual thing for a case. If you need that, that's when you are in an interrogation room and you use police interrogation. If you're just talking to some guy, you can be like, oh, I'll interrogate that guy. I'll fucking slam his face into the wall. I'm a cop. I can do that, and it's yeah. fine. Yeah. And then every one of the new skills has a can you try this again or not? Yeah. Most of them are no with a weird excuse. God, also, some of the DCs in this is also very clearly a person has never played a D&D because it's like, all right, if I want to, I don't know, set up a good web security mm-hmm. for my computer you're looking at like DC 30 or 40 if you want it to be good. And yeah. I'm like, DC 40 is an insane number. Yeah, that's, it's, not, it's not really a thing. No, that's a number for an insane person to say. Yeah. And it's just set up a very good amount of security for a computer. On the other hand, though, I can be a untrained a uh, medical person who just has like, oh, I've got some like first aid training. Uh-huh. I can do surgery on a guy without any doctoral training in that, without like going to medical school and I can do it without the right tools in the right setting. So just like cutting a guy's leg off with a hacksaw, that DC is maxed at 29. It is Harder to set up fucking Norton antivirus in this game <laughs> than it is to hack a man's leg off and have him survive. Yeah. What? <laughs> Don't worry about it. That's pretty much the answer here. Ugh. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. Yeah, a lot of them say you can't keep trying them for various reasons. Mostly it's the uh, the whole like you wouldn't know you got the information wrong thing. Which I get for things where it's like, oh, here's the like gather evidence mm-hmm. skill. And you're like, oh, you go to a place and you get evidence. All right, you can't try this again because obviously if you didn't gather it the first time, you didn't think to gather it. But the one that's funny on gather evidence is it's like, oh, if you don't, if you fail, then the evidence is destroyed. Uh-huh. I'm like, I'm sorry, if I pick up a gun as the murder weapon and I fumble my and I roll a one, all of a sudden the gun disintegrates in my hand? I mean, I guess your capacity to read it for evidence is the thing that gets destroyed. Like you somehow, I don't know, flip and drop it and it falls in a washing machine and erases all the fingerprints and everything. You just start licking it. You're like, making my DNA on this. Uh, Put it in my pants. Guys, I rolled a one and rubbed this on my butt. Yeah. But no, it's a crime scene recording is that one. The one where it's your job to go in and like take all the pictures and and, and uh, not touch anything and unplug the computer so, so no one hacks it to delete the data or whatever. All, all those kinds of things, right? But it, it says like, what if you fail your role? It's like, you wouldn't know you failed your role. And I'm like, I feel like there are situations in which the answer would be yes to that. Like if you were, I'm in there to do crime scene recording and I accidentally fell face first into some blood. See, I know I failed, but I don't think I succeeded. The recording one is more... You failed because you just forgot to take a picture of something. So you don't realize you forgot to take a picture of it because you failed. Yeah. 
Except it could be both of those things. It could be like, well, you went in there to take a bunch of pictures of stuff, and instead you forgot to bring film with you. And uh, when you were trying to go in, you tr- you hurt you hit your shin really bad, so you can't actually work right now. Can you try again? No, you think you did a perfect job. <laughs> no, and I'm like, no, I don't. I don't think I did a perfect job. Some crazy thing happened. Uh, the the can you do this again does feel fine for certain things. Certainly, yeah. But it is weird for others where you're like, no, you don't get another chance at getting this evidence. Fuck you. And the, I'm like, but why? The uh, pick locks one was funny to me where it was like, can you try again to pick a lock? Or It's for forced entry. Yes. Can you try again for forced entry? Yes, but increase the DC by two. And if I'm like, your shoulder hurts. You tried to ram the door open. <laughs> I'm like, because it it's like, oh, you're using all the tools. You're trying to pick the locks. You're trying to use that big shoulder, that, that, that ram, that heavy ram thing. All, all the tricks to get into going through the windows. And I'm like, I, I feel like any attempt you make, even if you you fail, is less like it's less likely to do it in harden the building you're trying to get into than it is to damage it structurally in in some way. I feel like I try to beat the door down. You fail, and the door gets harder and madder. <laughs> the door is the Hulk. <laughs> I feel like instead you're like, yeah, the door's creaky now. It should not get harder. <laughs> yeah, unlike me, it doesn't get harder when you beat it. <laughs> hey now. And unlike uh, unlike a door in this game, you can try again with John. <laughs> Twenty minutes, have a little milk. Yeah, mm-hmm. we'll have a little. We'll have a conversation. We'll figure it out. Happens to lots of Johns. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's, I mean, one of the skills they put in this is car stuff. So it's general car knowledge, mm-hmm. in addition to the sort of like, oh, I know where people normally smuggle shit so like i know these panels can come out of these cars and that's where you'd put drugs i know you could like hollow out the bottom of this van to put people in there yeah that kind of shit and that one is like no you can't try it again because you looked through everything and you, you figured you, know. you, you like oh i checked it uh-huh so that one i get but still. i get a little bit like like it's circumstantial and i feel like they should have mentioned that like yeah granted it's a really short book so maybe they didn't have time but if it's like all right, you go through this car and you can't find any place where they're hiding drugs. So you're convinced that there isn't any place where they're hiding drugs. Anyway, you have to let them go. They get somewhere and immediately it's discovered that they sold a bunch of drugs. So you pick up the car and you're like, oh, there's no reason to check the car. It's impossible for them to have hidden drugs in there. And I'm like, or maybe you fucked up. I mean, I assume this is more a, you look down, you rolled a two and yeah. you're like, can I try this again? You're like, no, you don't I, realize yeah, you rolled fair. a two in real life. Me- mechanically, you can't know that you rolled a two in real life or whatever. Sure. That's fine. Because otherwise, why even roll things at all? Yeah. That's what taking 10s and 20s is for, which only some of the skills allows. Yeah, the car one, they're like, you can take 10 because you're doing a thorough job. Yes. Uh, can you take 20? I don't know what that is. I don't know what D&D is. I'm sorry. I did not pay enough attention to D&D for this. I mean, I think my favorite example in the whole book of this person may or may not know what D&D actually is, is the special rule for added defense in this game. Uh-huh. Uh, so every character class, as I mentioned earlier, in, in addition to a base attack bonus, fort reflex will bonuses, uh, and bonus feats like every everything that every character gets in this game is a feat they either get an assigned feat or a bonus feat from a small list every level that's all they ever get yeah every level is a feat or one of your bonus feats yes it's all feats though there's nothing in here that isn't feat driven yeah no one has a special power yeah um so but what i was going to say is they all get a defense bonus to make up for as i mentioned earlier the fact that no one's running around with plate mail and a shield when they mention there's a section that says like special defense rules and it's it took me forever to figure out that all it was describing was you get your dex bonus to AC. And it is described in the weirdest way possible. And I wish I could find it 
Here, like, let me, right I, away. Yeah. But it is straight up just like, ah, you have an AC, and the AC is the bonus to hit for penalties. And you're like, wait, what the fuck are you talking about? Uh-huh. It makes it sound like it, it's a it's a penalty to other people's roles to hit you. and But really, all, all they're trying to say, the completely normal thing of... You add your dex to this and that, and then add that to 10. That's mm-hmm. your AC. Yeah. But they're yeah. like, this is a special new rule just for this game. <laughs> and here it is. PCs and objects receive an AC bonus ability in the game. This represents how easily they can be hit in a fight or how vulnerable they are to damage. PCs who are attempting to hit something or someone roll their attack with the target's AC bonus as a bonus to a normal DC 10 plus any ability or circumstance modifiers. So part of that is that they put the word the, the term DC in there. Yeah. Where armor class is not a DC, it's an AC. Like, I, I get that they are very similar things, but... Uh-huh. The, the One's an alternating current and one's a direct current. Yeah, exactly. So let's discuss Coulombs for a second. <laughs> Dude, those are some Coulombs. Thank you. <laughs> but the, yeah, the, the fact that they say that to hit somebody in this game is a DC-10 skill check is like, uh, yeah. I guess. So, I, I, I guess, like, technically, but it's a clunky way to describe them. Uh, but saying that you add the bonus to the bonus to the DC 10 roll to hit, it's like it's really confusing. And at the end of the day, all they're saying is, "Hey, you get your dex to AC, your dex bonus to AC," which is like, "Yeah, duh, this is no GL product. We all already know that." Yeah, that's part of the fucking game. Yeah. <laughs> Forever for a long time, I was like, "Wait, do you get double your dex to AC in this? Is that what they're trying to describe? Because they want to be like, hey, we're making up for the lack of armor.' No, no. So they're like, "Hey, l- 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 for example, let's take this one cop." Uh, a 7th level cop with a dexterity of 15 who gets a plus 2 dex bonus and a plus 4 total AC bonus would require a 2 hit check of 16 or better to be hit with no additional circumstance modifiers. Yes, because their AC is 16. That's not that complicated. This system is already in place. You are basing this on D&D. Yeah. For all of the things for this book to explain, the how AC works feels really weirdly out of place well, especially given that this game constantly hands out fort reflex and will modifiers to all the all the classes and everything and then has all of those original like great fortitude and so on feats from from third edition in it i don't think there's anything in here that would ever cause you to test any of those i mean i think the closest there's, is there's will for scary shit there is a specifically a feat to get fort bonus checks to you go into a nasty crime that's what scene. it was it's fort checks for you see a gory thing but there's no, like, here's the DC list for, yeah. like, how gory a crime scene has to be and what the penalty or the check would be. It's just like, you will get a fort save bonus to nasty, gruesome crime scenes. You're like, what? Well, what am I, how much, when what's I the, roll it, what am I rolling against? I can't the, just get a plus two for nothing. What's the DC? Or It's not a DC at all, is it? It's a, it's a save roll. So you're telling me what I have to, what are we, what are we doing here? Yeah, it is. Oh, no, wait. It, no, yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to remember how third edition uh, Fort Reflex and Will work. Yeah. But yeah, it's just it's just wild. Where, you know, all the classes get the standard, like, oh, a basic cop gets Fort and Reflex at the strong level and and Will at the weak levels. You remember from third edition how, like, some classes get a plus one at the starting level, other ones get a plus zero at the starting level, and then they, they, they proceed at, vari- at varying speeds. Uh, so every class gets two of them as a bonus, or as strong and one of them as weak. But there's no mention of what they're for. Like, there's no description of grenades causing a reflex save for half damage or anything like that in here at oh, all. Yeah, reflex is the one that literally I could not find anything. Yeah, I found one reference each for Fort and Will because yeah. there's the gruesome crime scene for Fort, and Will is specifically if someone is trying to counsel you mm-hmm. using the counseling skill 
and trying to get you to calm down or whatever, it is, you make a will save to be like, fuck you, buddy, I'm never calming down. And those are the only things I could find that use those. Yeah, so it's like they just left them in because, you know, it's OGL. You leave those in. They're part of it. But they didn't bother to mention like, hey, maybe sometimes when you have a showdown against a, 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 you you draw down and you get a a Mexican-style standoff with... (laughs) with some bad dudes, then maybe it's a will save to break their will so that they put their guns down before you do, or you break and run, or whatever it is. No, we're just not going to bring that up. We'll just give you will saves anyway because you're supposed to. Yeah, you just you just get that. It's yeah. fine. You have a reflex save because, I don't know, what if a wizard shows up and fireballs you? <laughs> the One of the only things that this game fully adds as far as new to like D&D and the mechanics wise is it has rules for you know burst and auto fight oh, boy. because it's a game with guns and they're like well I have to differentiate between shooting a single bullet and shooting a three round burst so if your ca- your gun is capable of shooting burst fire then you get something that are called burst dice yeah an entirely brand new mechanic of just like oh if you're firing more than once you get these new D6s for you to roll. Yeah. Now, this is weird because the game straight up has, every gun has its amount of shots it carries, how big the magazine or clip or whatever it is, and the process by which you reload it. So we know all that stuff. But then they also abstract it. Yes. It also has the, like, gamma world level, oops, now you are out of ammo, yeah. and you normally wouldn't be. The The weirdest thing for me is they're like, okay, when you roll a... uh one of these like burst fire dice. Mm-hmm. It's a D three. And then it says, if you roll a six on those dice, then you run out of ammo. And I was like, wait a minute. You mean if I roll two five or sixes? Cause they're D threes. If they're D threes, do I have to, to get to six? Do I need? And then like three paragraphs yeah. later, it really says, Oh no, it's if you roll a six on the die, then bad stuff happens. Yes. The only reason we've mentioned that it is a D3 is because if you do manage to hit someone with this and you're all aiming at one person, then it does all of those dice that you rolled that are burst dice as extra damage. Yes. Yeah. So effectively, most of the guns that have burst fire capability at all have two two starting burst dice. Some of them have one. That's That's the reason it's most. They keep mentioning that there are bad effects that happen if you roll varying amounts of sixes, but for the most part, it's nearly impossible to do so because uh, most of the guns have two. If you roll, you, you basically roll two d6 for two burst dice. You get you fire a d3 shots for each d6. So basically, each one's a d3, but the six fires no shots. So it's really it's more like you roll one, two, three, one, two, none are the values on the die. Well, no, because it's just D3 is just damage added, not number of shots you do. No, it's number of shots you do. Because you can do a burst three and it says if you hit, you would just add all the D3 damage. So mm-hmm. if I rolled a six, I would add three damage, oh. but then I would be out of ammo. All right, that's fair. Because anytime you roll a six, you're out of ammo. Uh, yeah, and if you roll two sixes... Then you're jammed. Then you're jammed. You have to. It takes a full round action to clear your gun, so you can keep shooting later. Uh, now, notably, that means you have about a one in thirty six chance of having your gun jam if you're firing with uh, the two dice burst die thing, uh, and it's impossible to jam your gun if you're firing with one. Now, it does mention that this would scale up to about a seven percent chance if you were firing with three dice. Yeah. 
Uh, you have a more likely chance to run out of ammo because you're rolling three dice. The only way to do that, though, is if you have some kind of burst fire specific feat, which adds a, f- a burst die to your full auto fire burst rounds. Yeah, you know, in case you're the type of cop that's just like, oh, I took a machine gun in here and just pulled the trigger down. Yes. You're like, well, great. If that's you, here's what you can do, but you'll probably run out of ammo. I shouldn't say one in seven. I think it, I think mathematically it's a 7.4% chance of rolling two sixes on 3d6. Yeah. The the weird thing for me is the the person writing this knew that that was fucking weird when they were like, okay, but if you go into a fight and you know that you have a full clip of ammo and you have checked it beforehand, yeah. and then you shoot and suddenly you, you roll a six on the very first like three-round burst you do and now you're out of ammo, they're like, well, that's weird. You get, if you have checked your ammo beforehand one re-roll on the first six you roll. and But you're still possible to roll but, a six. Yeah, but if you just roll it again and get another six, you're like, well, I guess I looked at this, saw I had, you know, a 12-round clip. JK, I have three bullets. All the rest of them evaporated. Oh, there was lipstick in here. <laughs> Someone put a bunch of little plastic BBs in there for some reason. <laughs> oh, it's those cartoon bullets from Who Framed Roger Rabbit in here. Yee-haw! <laughs> Oh, no, it's that really racist one. (laughs) We can't even mention him on the show. (sighs) Yeah. And then it's like, oh, and if you have a really good quality gun and you roll 2d6, then you can, again, re-roll the six. Yeah. Which also, you could just re-roll and then jam anyway. Yeah. All of these are, (laughs) it's a weird rule, but it's. I guess supposed to be like, oh, just so you don't go into a room and just immediately fill it with bullets. It's also one of those fun things where it feels obviously very gamified to try and, you know, balance these mechanics where they're like, look, if you're firing an AK-47, one of the most reliable rifles ever made, which is why they're everywhere, they have a 1 in 36 chance of jamming. I'm sorry, that's just math. Yeah, every time it shoots, it's got a 1 in 36 of jamming. Uh Uh-huh. You just can't not jam these guns. (laughs) Constantly jamming. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) this shit is like a Bob Marley concert. (laughs) This shit is like Lone Star is messing with you. (laughs) Ah, I don't have a third one. (laughs) (laughs) Hang on. I might. Hold on. Okay. Can we get there? Wait. (laughs) No, I don't have one either. No, this, this gun is like smuckers and the holograms. (laughs) It's gotta be good. (laughs) It's like a Southern gem in the holograms. Oh, that's my favorite musical actress, Jam in the Holograms. Nope. No? Can't nope, get there? Not doing it. It's not working? Okay. Not working. All right. I tried. Anyway, that whole thing is just, it's weird given that they're like, oh, and then for every burst die, you're plus one to hit a single target and you get the D3 of dice in damage to hit a guy. So, I... <sighs> Given that you can get feats for, like, I'll do quick reload, it's probably still worth it to do the 2d6. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll just get an extra, like, 2 to 6 damage yeah. and a plus 2 to hit on a guy because you're not very accurate or good in this, which is probably fine given that no one has any AC. And they do make a big point to mention that cops rarely hit anybody, and in fact all guns are super inaccurate, and and if you ever watched movies when people are always shooting each other in the back easily, they straight up say in here that firing to disarm is a myth. Yeah, they're like, no, 
you shoot for center mass because it is the best chance you have of possibly hitting something. Plus, if you murder someone, then fucking your wife that night is amazing. <laughs> That's um, what the, the book says. The book doesn't do that. That's what you get from those weird, like, like uh, events they host for cops all over the country. Aww. Fuck that shit. That's that's some terrifying bullshit that actually happens. Uh, terrifying shit. Yeah. Cops. God damn it. The big book of how to prevent protect capital. <laughs> I do love that the book itself is even like 95% of your job as a beat cop is responding to people who have complaints about someone fucking with their stuff. Yes. And you're like, all right, well, it's good that you at least know that this job is entirely protecting property. I love how much this book wants to to let you down gently about how boring this game is going to be. Oh, yeah. Like, hey, look, you're only going to maybe do 10 felonies a year. Most of the time, it's just misdemeanors. You will virtually never observe a crime. That is not a thing cops do. Instead, they just mostly listen to people who are high or drunk complaining about other people who are high or drunk. Yeah, you will show up to a complaint, and 95% of the time, that complaint is... Someone broke one of my things. Yes. Or my bike is missing. You will do nothing about it and go back to your office until it's your turn to be the guy who has to stand in there and take the weirdo complaints from the walk-ins. Yeah. He's like, most crimes do not get solved. Yeah. I hate to tell you this, police work sucks and is pointless. I mean, they have the, the one thing I said, I, I found is an uh, interesting sentence in there, and if cops weren't the worst things on earth, I would have found an in, like a nice thing to learn. Largely, police work is work. No one's a diehard about it like they are on uh, in, in the movies. We're like, I live and breathe policing, and that's all I think about. It's a job. You go home at the end of the day. It's boring. It's just like any other job. It sucks. Yeah. Most of the time, you're going to sit behind a desk filling out forms, because if you don't, then everything you just did that day doesn't matter. Yeah. So so uh, that's pretty much the, the extent of it. There is an adventure in here. I don't yeah. know if, if you read it. I read it. It was like... Uh, a bunch of teens go missing because one of them killed another one because he was upset that his dad is having an affair. Mm-hmm. He's like a really churchy dad, and his dad's having an affair with the secretary, and so he snaps and pushes his like wannabe girlfriend off a Ferris wheel, and now he's hiding in an old factory. And you have to solve the mystery, because it's all crime scene investigation, so you have to solve the mystery of what the heck happened and find the other teenagers and convince them to talk because they don't want to. And if you don't do it fast enough, then he'll shoot up a parade. Wow. Yeah. It's uh, it's very strange. Yeah, um, it's a little distasteful, honestly. I did not enjoy reading it, but I guess you know that's because it's th- how to be a cop. So what yeah, you gotta do. You want to get into your favorites and least favorites? We're actually pretty much at that point. Yeah, might as well. What's your favorite thing in crime scene police investigation OGL? Uh, man, I guess at least I'll say, like I said towards the beginning, there are points where the book does at least give a couple decent things where it's like. Hey, you know, don't fuck with your players. Yeah. Don't tell them that they're going to be able to do something and then pull the rug out from under them. Absolutely. Like there's <laughs> there's so little to do in this type of game anyway because I've turned a cop drama into a cop procedural actual procedural. Please fill out this in triplicate. Yeah. So if you do give them a lead or a thing to do, let them do it. Let them at least be the heroes in their shitty little story. Yeah. So there you go. That's the best thing for me. What is your best thing? I mean, I feel like like you were saying, it's pretty much the same thing. It's it's the way it treats the players. It, but it, for me, it's the whole letting them down gently about how this is actually boring and just a job. Because I'm like, hey, that's really good information to give your players before you try and run them through this game? <laughs> Question mark? Yeah. It's, I'm not sure if it really is a game. It It feels like it doesn't want you to play it. No. Everything in this is like, all right, well, you're going to be a cop and you'll be on your beat. You'll... 
wander around all day and probably listen to some people, maybe pull someone over for speeding, and then you'll go to your desk and fill out paperwork, and you'll go home, and then you'll be done. You're like, oh, what a wonderful game I've played. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's a 40% chance of something interesting happening. (laughs) Google it. (laughs) (laughs) So We gamified it. We put a 40% chance of cool things happening in there. Uh, what's your least favorite thing? Uh, God, I mean, the fact that this game is about cops. That's fair. You can just say that, that, that there shouldn't, you shouldn't gamify this kind of thing. Cause it's, I mean, there is the, the sort of like police in like superhero media or the police in specifically like certain types of cop stories where you're like, oh, this is a world where the cops aren't just there to protect private property and harass minorities. Like, they exist in a world where they actually do want to help people. And you're like, oh, okay, in those, that's fine. And wanting to be a cop in that setting would be like, all right, I can understand. Because then you're at least being like, I'm being the like idealized hero version of yeah. a police officer. That's not this though. This your person you're trying to help here is your fucking pension. Exactly. I'm like this is it's bad and my least favorite thing because it is straight up just like no, you should be a real life cop and real life cops suck ass. Yeah. So, there you go. What is your least favorite thing? I mean, thing? just the lack of game here. True. I mean, there's no prestige classes. They didn't really care. half the shit they put in here, there's no reason for it to be in here. It doesn't really seem to work especially well. Uh, most of the classes have really crappy hit dice, but the, but the weapons do shitloads more damage. I know that's because they're trying to say, oh, it's gritty realism. If you get shot, you're probably going to die, but it's not fun. And also, we didn't really go into this. There are, you know, a bunch of feats specific to this book. Oh, yeah. And almost every single one of them is a just skill training feat. It's yeah. just you get plus, plus two, two to two different skills. Yeah, one, two, or three different skills. Almost every the only ones that don't are things like you're good at punching to get a plus two damage to yeah. unarmed hits. Yeah, you get a like plus four to your right hook, and then a they've got like oh you can pilot a helicopter or a motorcycle or whatever. Yeah, and that's it. Those are like the rest of the feats are just you get skill training. Uh-huh. So it could have just been picked to like. One feet, pick two things, get plus two to it. Yeah, especially because that was already in third edition. They had that educated feet or whatever it was. Uh-huh. Just to handle the use case for stuff where, like, alertness didn't cover it. Yeah. But whatever. Yeah. Just just not great. Would you play this? No. Fuck no. It's OGL, so I don't want to play it anyway. But Jesus, I do not want to be the world's shittiest, most boring cop. Yeah. And would you play this? No. Obviously. Uh, it's, a, it's a crappy shovelware OGL game with no game in it. No. Why would anyone play this? Why would anyone buy one of these and then be like, oh, I need another one? Yeah, the fact that there are like nine of these crime scene books, I'm like, why? And I also, like the moment you read the first one, you're like, oh, okay. They, they've got to be banking on non-return customers. Yeah. Because the moment you read one, you're like, okay, if I buy another one of these, it'll have some classes that don't matter stuck in the middle of an ocean of basic Wikipedia level information about the, uh, the genre it's describing. Yeah, I can't wait to get the crime scene, the mob one, and then have it go, I need to let you down on how not gl- glamorous the mob is. 90% you have of it seen is Goodfellas, and yeah. it is not that. It's not that. 90% of it is sports booking. <laughs> you need to know that none of this is interesting. Uh-huh. The world is a boring place for capitalists, <laughs> and that's all that exists here. And you're like, thanks, game. Hooray. Good job. 
I'm going to get crime scene Yakuza. I hope this is cool. Like, no, it is not. It Nothing isn't. is cool. Like straight up has at the beginning. It's like, well, there's still technically a Yakuza that exists. It's kind of like the way the Hells Angels still represent bikers. Like there's just some guys. It's like a social club now. <laughs> so uh, this is a game for playing that era of the Yakuza, the boring part. Ah. I mean, I'm sure there's like a real one. I don't, I don't need to be told if there's still like guys cutting their pinkies off or whatever. I'm all set. Thank you. I don't, I, I'm, my, my level of interest is minimal. Aww. Unless it's Yakuza like a dragon. Yeah. In which case that shit rules. <laughs> <laughs> all <sighs> right. So neither of us is going to play this. Surprise, surprise. But hey, if you want to hear us make characters in it anyway. Oh boy. I can't stop you or myself. We're going to make OGL characters again. Right over there at the Patreon patreon.com slash system mastery where if you support us at the low blow bargain basement two dollar level you yes you will unlock the bonus content where we make characters in the game we just reviewed mm-hmm. two dollars a month and you get this and every single character we have ever made in that bonus content also you know all those ads you sometimes hear on our shows gone except for the uh except for the uh, the announcement masters we leave those in because those are for good causes uh, but but all those ones that are shitty that we don't put in there that they're they're put in on our behalf gone. So for two bucks you get rid of those. You get one RSS feed that contains all of our ad free shows, and you get the bonus content like this plus some new bonus content that John just threw out by making all of the first season of our TV mastery. Uh, littlest hobo episodes available at the $2 level. What a guy. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. If you are at the $2 level already or want to go join us at that the TV Mastery series that we have is at the $10 a month level, but I put the Littlest Hobo season, the 12 episodes where we were covering the wild Canadian TV show where a hero dog saves people. It is an amazing show and I think a great season of that bonus content. So if you're at the $2 level or want to go to it, that is open so you can check out what we do at those higher tiers. I support and endorse you doing that, as mm. well as checking out those higher tiers. But otherwise, hey, support Solo But Not Alone 4. Look up uh, the, the other game. Night Remastered. Night Remastered. Thank you. Uh, thank you. are very helpful in that. I'm so good at mm-hmm. having a mind. Uh-huh. I have no memory whatsoever. That's fine. You don't need a memory. Uh-huh. You've got me, and I don't need to be happy. I've got you. He's my shoulder. <laughs> John's my shoulder and sentence. Thank you so much. We'll see you again real soon. Have a good one.